broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre. I'm joined in our virtual studio today by Derek Rogers, owner of Aqua Therapy Tubs. We're going to talk about bathrooms today. This is a bathroom talk episode, and there's some interesting things about the kind of tubs Derek installs and the people who need them. And I think we're going to have a really great conversation. Derek, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adrian. Appreciate it. Most of us. Don't think twice about walking in to grab a shower or stepping in to a nice warm bath to decompress or just get clean. But for the folks you serve, that's not an easy thing. So tell us a little bit about the work you do, the people you serve. Get us into the world of aqua therapy tubs. Yeah, so we specialize in safety and accessibility. And, you know, it's the business has kind of evolved to that. But when I realized how many people actually fall in the shower, you know, the shower is the number one place people fall in the bathroom. And actually, number two is the toilet, but, you know, getting on and off the toilet. So customers come to me when they when usually it's a loved one that's concerned with, um, you know, their spouse um, either has fallen or or they're concerned about possibility of falling. So they come to me and, and they need options, you know, options just so they can feel safer and and really to be able to bathe themselves or in their home. So um, a lot of unfortunately, a lot of times when they when they come to me, it's it's at the point where they're either going to go into care or find a way to take care of themselves at their house. So that's really my mission is to keep people in their house as long as possible and as safely as possible. You know, you raise such a good point. I think for most of us, we just don't realize some of the risks of ordinary activities. Although I have to say, I myself, uh, as a relatively fit mid-40s adult, has nearly gone tail over tea kettle as my foot might have hit a wet spot on the tile in, you know, outside the bathtub or, or whatnot. So you're not only serving a particular population, seniors, people with mobility issues, disabled veterans, and so on. We're going to talk specifically about some of the veterans aspect of this. But you're providing a unique set of of, uh, fixtures and installations and so on. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you typically do. Obviously, this is going to be customized for everyone's needs, but you're working with not your typical bathtub or shower. Tell us a little bit about what gets installed. I go in and do an evaluation. I talk with the customers, see what their needs are. Sometimes just a couple grab bars makes a difference, you know. So I'll install a grab bar going into the shower, one in the shower, you know, horizontally next to them, which I have. I put in my shower. <laughs> I realize I'm I'm selling these things all the time, ta- talking about how great they are, but I have nothing to grab onto. I have a tile shower. I'm stepping over a bathtub, glass doors, you know, all the dangerous stuff. <laughs> so. I'm in my 40s and I'm, I'm like, why don't I have one of these in my shower? So I put one in and I love it. I use it all the time, you know. Um, but so we install grab bars. Um, a lot of times people need a little bit more. They need they have a bathtub that they're stepping over. So in that case, we'll we'll do a full renovation on their on their bath, on their shower and make it accessible. So they have a low step or no step to get into. Um 
a lot of customers come to me and they they haven't bathed they they haven't bathed they've taken a bath in 10 15 years and they they talk about just how much they miss bathing they loved it it was so calm and soothing and you know it's just something that they really um really miss and and it's you can see it in their eyes and the way they talk about it that it's just it's it's heartbreaking that they haven't been able to and they they realize that that's a limitation that they have now getting older so giving them a walk-in bathtub when i tell them that's that's a possibility and it has hydrotherapy built in and it's beautiful and it's it doesn't feel like a medical device in your house it feels like a spa we call them personal spas because you know that's what they are and that's what customers feel about them so uh you know, it's really anything and everything that'll make it safer and easier to get in. We widen doorways a lot of times for wheelchair accessibility. Um, so yeah, anywhere from grab bars to full, full bathroom gut renovations we can do. Some of these tubs I've seen on your social media channels, you've got some great videos, uh, before and after, but also, you know, specific kinds of, uh, installations that you've done some of them look amazing the the it, it's it, it really is like a full immersion spa it's got a much higher uh level than you would mm-hmm. expect from a normal bathtub there's a door that you can walk in i mean this is some high-tech stuff we've got amazing jets and lighting and all the rest and when i look at something like that i think luxury I think this is going to mm-hmm. really set me back. Like that's the kind of thing I probably can't afford. You've got a unique program called Free Showers for Vets. Uh, talk a little bit about this program specifically and some of the other ways that, that people can wrap their heads around the financing and like the how to make this all happen because a nice hot bath is truly something that is good for the soul as well as the body. How do folks get access to this accessibility. So that's an awesome program through the VA. Um, we, I did a, I did a couple of these showers, uh, before COVID hit and veterans would have to come to me. They had already set up the, the application process, started the process with the VA, and then they have to find their own contractor. So I would, you know, do the, do the project for them. So after COVID, I got with the, the VA and and said, "Hey, you know, a lot of people need this need this product." Well, let me let me go back. It's a it's called the HISA grant. It's a it's a grant program through the VA to make your house safer, more accessible. Pretty much what we do. Yeah, HISA is home improvements and structural alterations. Exactly. So basically, fixing up your house so that you can move around it safely. They'll pay for ramping, widening doorways, you know, a full shower renovation, barrier-free shower, uh, uh, you know, higher toilet, ADA-compliant toilet. Um, so so we obviously focus on the bathroom side of it um, and and the, specifically the shower side of it. So, uh, so, so when COVID hit, you know, my phone quit ringing, you know, just like everyone's did for a little while. And I realized, you know, especially, you know, people don't want many people in their house right now. They don't know what's going on. Um, And especially veterans uh, that are disabled and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're susceptible to a lot of things. So um, I got with the VA and set up the whole application, a good portion of the application process virtually. So we can, we can handle everything through pictures uh, I can do the estimate and and send everything you know electronically, even the even the final application that was a five five page 
you know, uh, application, we can do that, ver- you know, through DocuSign. So it really limits the amount of exposure and it's cut the, cut the application time, you know, it, by, so I was, we're over six months to get an approval from start to finish to start work. Now we're at about two to two and a half months. So it's less than half of what it was. So how does a, a veteran or the family member or friend of a veteran who thinks they might benefit from this program start the process? Do they reach out directly to you? Do they have to go through the Veterans Administration to initiate it, Veterans Affairs rather, to initiate it? How does that happen? So I always recommend just calling me for a quick call. We'll talk about the process, what it's going to look like. But it does start with the VA. They call their primary care doctor at the VA, set up a consultation, tell them they want to use the HISA program. And then it goes from there. You know, they have they have a they have a it's a virtual application process now where they you send them pictures of your current situation. A lot of times it's a bathtub or something that's unsafe to get in and out of. Um, and then they get, they get that approval. Once they get that approval, then it comes to me, uh, and my guy at the VA and the prosthetics department. And he, we have an agreement that if it's something that's a kind of a dire situation where someone needs this, this done quickly, you know, cause they're, they're worried about falling or can't bathe themselves without it. He'll give me an approval to start work before the actual, all the, all the paperwork and nitty gritty is done. So, so that's made it a lot quicker to actually get the installation done. This line of business, obviously you, you do a lot of different types of installations, work with a lot of different folks, but this particular angle, the support for disabled veterans is something that's important to you personally and connects to your own experience. Can you tell us a little bit of that story? Yeah, definitely. My grandfather was a World War II veteran. He was actually on the beach at Normandy, uh, D-Day. Um, and uh, he's just very, very, he's my, he's my hero. <clears throat> and uh, he's a very proud man, you know, always took care of everyone through, throughout life. And just, he was a great man. And when he got older and we couldn't take care of himself, you know, I, I would visit and I would actually help him bathe, you know, because you know, back in Michigan, small town Michigan, and you know, my family didn't know about walk-in tubs. You know, years and years ago, and really anything about accessibility or making someone's life easier. So, um, like I said, he was a proud man. Didn't like anyone else helping him bathe, and and so I would help him. And you know, we, it was a it was a nice bonding time. But you know, it, it, it's not what he wanted. He wanted to be able to take care of himself. You know. So, um, he has since passed. And, and, um, when I learned about these walk-in tubs years later, I mean, I was just, I was amazed, (laughs) you know, it was like a whole new world to me. So I found a distributor, uh, out of Chicago, the best tubs I could find. And, and so those, those, they have a lot of varieties. So those are the tubs that I, uh, became a dealer for. And that's what I've sold for the last seven years. But, um, really realizing that these tubs can can give people the independence and and allow them to keep their dignity has been just it's been it's been amazing i mean i've you know i realize as soon as i leave their home i've changed their life you know and they tell me that you know it's not you know it's it's an amazing feeling you know it really does strike me listening to you derek that there's so much that probably for cultural reasons, 
we tend not to think about or talk about that relates to the bathroom and what mm-hmm. goes on in there. It's just yeah. not the sort of thing that people openly share about in this particular environment we live in, in this country, in this culture. And yet so much of our sense of ourselves, our dignity, and of course, our physical health relates to to activities that happen in the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's to the toilet, the shower, the tub, and so on. Not only cleanliness, but just that sense of oneself that I heard you speaking to, the care of oneself. We're not a society that's particularly demonstrated a lot of general care for uh, older folks, for disabled folks, for veterans. And this is a, a way that goes directly to the heart of that and gives people the ability to experience something simple and yet so important, cleanliness, relaxation, uh, self-reliance, right? Yeah. As, as you mentioned with your grandfather, that's something that's deeply, profoundly important to a lot of people. And that slips away mm-hmm. when we're unable to carry ourselves the way we would like, uh, when we feel vulnerable and scared, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned earlier, a slip and a fall in a bathroom full of hard tile and glass and metal can be tragic. Yeah. How do people learn about this? I mean, it's the kind of thing where on the one hand, it seems like so obvious, like, oh, you're, you're getting on, you know, grandma, grandpa's, you know, my cousin, my uncle needs something like this. Is this something that people are aware of? Is this widely understood? Do people come looking for you because they know to search zero step showers on Google? Like, how does it actually happen that people yeah. even find out this is an option? It's happening earlier and earlier. Um, you know, people in there, you know, 65 plus, they're starting to think about think about that stuff because, because they've had parents that have fallen. And, you know, so they they're starting to think about it earlier. Um, you know, like I said, it, a lot of times it, they wait until someone's fallen and then start looking for options. But people are being a lot more proactive about it, installing these walk-in tubs when they just they still my mom, you know, she's perfectly mobile. She just had both hips replaced about two years now. Uh, so when she was recovering, I put a walk-in tub in for her and she is just loving it. She hadn't bathed. I didn't even know she hadn't bathed in over 10 years, you know, because she was scared to get down into a bathtub in and out. You know, I mean, it's dangerous, you know, even even when you have your mobility and, you know, you're able to get around. So it's made a world of difference for her, for her recovery from her hips, you know, and and I think it's a it's a ripple effect that that people don't realize, you know, when when people get older, they kind of almost lose their will to live, you know, um, and and it when they can't take care of themselves and clean themselves, something basic like that, then it's a ripple effect in their life where they just don't feel good about themselves. They and it, it just kind of spirals pretty quickly. And it's so sad to see. But it's also great to see when we can do something, you know, that makes a difference, put something in like a shower or a bathtub or even a bidet toilet seat. You know, I just did a, a walk-in tub for a lady. Then I did a Hissagrant shower for her husband in his bathroom. And I don't know why, but I, sometimes I'm st- I, I don't even tell people about bidet toilet seats. I'm a, I'm a raging fan of these things. I mean, I think every house should have one in Europe. Every house does, but it's not, not so much in America. Cause like what you talked about, people don't like talking about it. You know, it's, it's just kind of taboo. 
I was hoping this will, this would come up and I was going to bring it up. If you didn't, I'm so glad you did. Uh, I, you know, as somebody who has lived and worked in over 30 countries, I've experienced an incredible variety of yeah. the ways that people toilet yeah, around okay, the world you know. and the ways that they clean themselves after going to the toilet. And of course, everybody does, but we do it differently. Uh, and, and toilet paper is by no means... A, a universal phenomenon. And I remember, I'll share something with you and our listeners that, that I he heard years ago. I was living in Africa, in Sudan, uh, working on a humanitarian relief project in Darfur with a guy named Simon who had worked all over Africa for decades in some of the most horrific conflicts and places. And we were talking about the fact that the cultural norm in the Sudan is that uh, is in many places that um, after using the toilet, you clean yourself with water and your hand. Uh, and then you wash your hands, obviously, with soap afterwards, right? So there's a little pitcher of water and your hand. That's how you clean yourself after the toilet. And then, and then you wash your hands with soap and water. And a lot of the uh, Americans uh, in particular, although some of the Europeans as well, who were working this project, you know, were horrified by this. But Simon explained it very, very simply. He said, look, if you slipped on the sidewalk and you accidentally put your hand in dog poop, which would you rather do? Would you rather wash it with soap and water or rub it with a piece of paper? Yeah. Which would you feel got your hand more clean? Uh, so bidets are a way of very directly applying water to the situation <laughs> and, getting, and getting things straightened up. Uh, with the toilet paper shortages that we've seen a couple points throughout the, the COVID-19 crisis, this has brought bidets into the to the cultural conversation, I imagine, in a way that never has happened before. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, why you're such a, a, a raving fan of it, and what folks need to know about the bidet angle. Yeah, so it is funny, after COVID hit, bidet, toilet, you know, toilet paper was, there was a shortage, and then bidets, there were a shortage on bidets, I couldn't get them. You know, they were sold out online. Uh, so once they came became available, I stocked up on a few of them, but yeah, it's one of those things that, again, people don't want to talk about. Everyone that I've sold on a bidet loves it. They rave about it um, because just exactly what you said, it makes sense, you know, and and especially for older population who really, I mean, you think about what it takes to clean yourself. I mean, it's 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 an acrobatic feat, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a reach, a yeah, twisting, reaching yeah. kind of a phenomenon that becomes harder as our, you know, or not only even older folks, but folks with, with injuries or mobility issues, limitations, exactly. range of movement. Yeah. You know, I'm imagine there's some, some people with golf and tennis injuries that could really benefit. Oh, for sure. For sure. But the, yeah, this one I just installed for this lady, it was, it's an amazing toilet. You walk up to it and the seat opens for you. It's a, it has a sensor on it. She sits down, the seat's warm for her. Um, she has a wireless remote control next to her. So she hits, uh, you know, her, her heated wash, you know, you can adjust the wash, you know, the temperature of the water, you can adjust the temperature of the air dryer, uh, you know, it just has everything you need. Then when you stand up, it flushes for you and shuts the seat, you know, <laughs> that's another level. I don't even have, I don't even have one like that in my house. But. That's seriously some high tech <laughs> uh, bathroom fixtures. You know, it's funny. I'm just now remembering, I'm flashing back to when I was a little kid and, um, and I read uh, a series of books that were written for youngsters. Um, and the main character, I don't remember the book or the author, but the main character was called the great brain. And it was a boy who lived in a large family and it was kind of early 
America was the backdrop for it. And I remember there was a chapter in this book when his father got this crazy idea to have a toilet installed inside their house. It was the newfangled thing. Of course, at that time, everyone had outhouses. And my own mother, who, who grew up uh, poor on a farm in South Dakota and Iowa, described going out in the frigid cold winter to the outhouse with the Sears catalog and that whole thing. The idea of moving the toilet inside your house and doing your business in the house was widely seen as disgusting. Why would you do that in your house? Yeah. Don't you know it should be far away from the house? The fact that it was porcelain and water would come down from a tank and clean, you know, empty the bowl and all the rest. And you think we went through that transition just fine. And now everybody takes for granted having a porcelain bowl in the house. And so the next level is the heated seat and the, and the warm water and the, the, the spray and buff or whatever other <laughs> wonderful features <laughs> the thing has. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Are you finding a lot of demand for that? You know, it's, it, I wouldn't say a lot, no, but it's, it's definitely becoming more popular. It's still taboo, but it's one of those things that I bring it up to most customers and, and suggest it, you know, put it out there and, you know, because it's, it's that great. And I talked about a crazy, that crazy bidet that I installed, but I mean, they have more simple ones that, that mount to your toilet pretty easily. And, you know, they don't have all the features, but they still do the, do the job, you know? Right. So they're not all wired to Alexa and Google yeah. Home and all, <laughs> yeah. and all the rest. So you, you've got such a wide range, Derek, of, uh, of services, but all providing the same basic idea that, you know, that people ought to be able to clean themselves, uh, take care of themselves w with safety and with dignity. You know, this is a, this is a unique insight. People don't, Necessarily, I'm I'm guessing. I don't necessarily think of these kinds of services as something that gives you deep insight into human condition. But I think I, I I'm convinced after talking to you that it really does. In some way, you are more in touch with what's going on out there in the world because people need to open up their homes and their experience, and and you're able to go in and help them with some things that are pretty profoundly personal in some ways. What are your takeaways from doing this kind of work? What are you observing uh, in the folks that you talk to? What are you learning about what it is to, to be a person? I did a brainstorming session with my wife about what my purpose is. And, and we came up with this saying uh, that we, we craft independence and we build community. And, and I love that because we do create independence, but we build community around independence, bringing people together, um, it making it not taboo to want to take care of yourself and stay in your home. And another great thing about COVID, I've had a great uh, outlook on COVID. I know it's been it's been hard on all of us, you know, but but I try to look for the positives in it. And, and one of the positives is people in nursing homes are have been treated like animals. I mean, like like prisoners, you know, I mean, you you can't go see your family. So so I've seen a surge of people wanting to move in with their parents now. So I, I just, um, just finished a walk-in tub installation for a couple. They, they bought a brand new house out in Sun Lakes. Uh, they, they're, they're living in the lower half. The, the parents were in the upper half. They put a $30,000 elevator in, uh, you know, we put our wheelchair transfer tub in. 
but they they were able to live together now and and see each other, you know, take care of each other, still have the the conveniences in the home to to make it easy to take care of themselves, you know. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more of that, you know, houses with mother-in-law suites being built. So so you can you can have your own space, um, but still have that family time together. And and I think it's gonna make a huge difference for the longevity of people, you know, and being happy in their later years because they can be with family. You know, they're not in a nursing home where they're they're treated like, you know, just a number, you know, or not even a number. If they're treated really well, they're still they still don't have their family like they want to. So so I think that's what I'm seeing a lot of. And I think it's going to really be a, a ripple effect from from COVID for sure. Yeah, it's such an important point. I think situations like the one we've collectively been living through with this global pandemic are a reminder if we're paying attention of what really matters to us. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in, especially in the heat of an election year and all the the the, the passion and the emotion that's associated with all of that. But it's if we stop for a second and we ask ourselves about the things that really matter, the fundamentals mm -hmm. of our life, our experience, what we truly care about, we realize that at some level, there's some fairly basic things we all have in common. And this ability to be connected to the people that matter most to us, um, to experience them directly in, 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 in space and time. And this, this idea of being able to take care of ourselves and clean ourselves and, and uh, move around our homes with, with dignity and safety, all very, very uh, important stuff. So I want to wrap up here. This is a Veterans Day episode. I want to revisit and highlight this special program, the Home Improvements and Structural Alterations Grant Program. People can learn more about this at freeshowersforvets.org or by going to your website, aquatherapytubs.com. This is a program that pays up to nearly $7,000 to make a veteran's home more accessible. Yours working specifically on the bathroom part of it uh, with a variety. You know, again, it's going to be to, to depend on the physical space, what you would recommend, but there's going to be a variety of different modifications that you make everything from the grab bars all the way up to, you know, changing the actual shower or tub itself to be, uh, to be safe. Uh, anything else we need to let folks know specifically about this program or how to take the next step with it? I would say the main thing to think about is that veterans are the reason we're here. We have our freedom um, and they are they are the heroes of this country. And a lot of uh, a large percentage of them don't think they deserve some of these benefits. Um, and I, I want to tell you, if you know a veteran, a disabled veteran, they have earned every bit of these this benefit that's available to them. And if that money, we know how gov government programs go. If that money doesn't get used, it gets cut. You know, it goes somewhere else. And this money needs to be used because uh, it makes it changes people's lives. So um, if you know a disabled veteran, you know, that's stepping over a bathtub or even just need some grab bars, you know, just something simple that's going to make it safer encourage them to call, you know, and I'll help them through the process. Even if you have your own contractor, 
I'll help through the process for free, no charge. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put the paperwork through and help speed up the process so you can get that shower or, or modification installed. But these veterans are the reason we're, we're here and we have the freedoms that we do. So uh, make sure they know they deserve this benefit. Derek Rogers is owner of Aqua Therapy Tubs. He's based in North Phoenix, but serves folks all throughout the state. Please do get in touch if you or a loved one could benefit from the kinds of bathroom modifications he's talking about. You can find all the details on their website, aquatherapytubs.com. Derek, thanks so much for this fascinating conversation and for the work that you're doing serving those who have served us. Thank you, Adrian. I appreciate it. For all of us here at phx.fm, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 